Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Four o'clock here in the Music City, so you know what time it is. Time for the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Hope everybody is having a terrific January 18th, Wednesday, Wednesday Day here in the Music City. It is weird outside. It's hot, but it's it looks cold, but it's not that cold. 615-844-5600. I tell you where it's going to get hot. It's going to get hot inside the studio. And I and I mean figuratively. The hottest sports takes. Absolutely. That's the energy we need today. That's the energy we need. On a hump day, getting over it. You know, too many people are cool with just... I just woke t- up. Taking the easy road. You Did I, I mean? just wake up from a three-hour nap? Yes. <laughs> Middle of the day? Do I know where I'm at? No. <laughs> you, I ready to this talk? is a bad place to not know where you're at. Am I ready to talk sport? Yeah, no, you got a point there. It's a bad place. A room full of microphones. Anything <laughs> could go wrong. <laughs> How you doing today? Quick, the vaccine. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we're going to get into some conversations Wait. today. Oh, yeah. There's some There's some iffy sports. We're going to get into them. We're going to get into them. No, we're going to get into I mean, well, I said we're going to get into some, some like hottest sports takes. It might actually get <laughs> uncomfortable for some people. It will. It will. Uh, there, there's a lot going on in sports. There's a lot going on in the world, and there's just a lot going on. Just period. There's just always something going on. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. I couldn't remember if I said that. Yeah. Obviously, you're all you're welcome to. We have Memphis Grizzlies later on tonight. We're here till 6 o'clock. Bada bing, bada boom. Aircast time to be on the call for that. Uh, obviously, the official news, we were here while it broke out yesterday, but now because the Titans sent out their memo, that makes it actually official. It wasn't official until the Titans said anything, even though everybody was saying everything. But now it's 100% official. Rand Carthen, your new GM for the Tennessee Titans. And I think I saw, like, I don't know. I don't know what's real and fake anymore on Twitter. So it's 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 a struggle for me. But I saw, I'm going to leave it as a rumor, open-ended rumor, that the reason he got the job was during his interview process. He was saying, I don't think we need a total rebuild for the Titans to win a Super Bowl. Do you, do you think that was a rumor or not? I saw... That post, lie, yeah, lie, so. <laughs> lie, lie. You're was it from a blue check account? No, I, can't remember. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Look, there's these accounts Twi- out Twitter, there. Twitter is just not the place to like get your news unless it's rap or chef. There's <laughs> certain names that you can trust that are going to have actual news, and even then, some of those are wildly lying. It feels like, right? We talked about that with the Adam Scheffner stuff. It just feels like they're throwing things out. If I say out. something, you know I, I, I'm like. So you know I, he's lying. No. Oh, I, sorry. I'm telling the truth. Well, if you can understand sarcasm, yeah, most of the stuff is technically a lie. But <laughs> I, I, see these, I see these news and saying, per my sources, guy I've never heard of before. And I look, I'm not saying I'm just some. Look at Zach Williams. He knows all. He yeah, sees all. Yeah, nobody knows you. No, they don't. And I, but hey, heavily in the business, figuratively and literally, mm-hmm. right? Like I, you I really set your feet in, and there's a lot of weight on your shoulders about it. Yeah, a lot of weight in your gut about <laughs> it. <laughs> but still, all the same, 
<laughs> We're coming out hot today on each other. We're just coming out real hot already. Just having a good time. Just having a silly, goofy mood. Uh, yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel like a little silly goose in a room of silliest geese. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ser- silliest. Serious. Serious geese. Serious ducks in the room. I see these accounts, and they put out they, they put out these things that they have no idea. The big names in the industry, they put out news because they actually hear the news. But majority of the time... The local, the local reporters, the local talent here in Nashville that are on this very station or are I mean, on other. Yeah, we're talking about ourselves here too. Right. I'm saying they don't ever break any news here. That's why I don't even And bother. you see some <laughs> accounts that are just wildly like, well, per my sources, I heard that Amy Adams Strunk's. Well, you're, you're telling me you have sources not only with the Titans. So close, so intimate with the owner of the team that you heard what was going on in the interviews, that is wild to me. I don't believe him. I don't believe him first off. No, you made the case. I don't believe him anymore. I either. don't believe him. When when there's much bigger names that I know who have legit sources that I see week in, week out, every single day, every media moment, every everything, they're there. And they're not the ones breaking because I promise you, they're not holding on to this information saying, oh, well, I'll just keep this in the back pocket. I won't say any of this. No, if they have the information, they'll say the information. But these accounts on Twitter that sit there and say, well, I got this right back in 08 about this prediction that I made. So obviously I know what I'm talking about. No, I don't believe that whole thing. Any smart GM would walk in right now. Maybe, maybe Rand Carthen lied. If that is, let's just let's just go off the idea that he really did that's, say and that. That's really the first thing you should do in interviews. Lie, lie. That's that's the Bruno Reagan way to a job, right there. To a job, to a relationship, <laughs> to anything. Lie. To the USFL. Lie. Gee, I lied to them. <laughs> Day I was drafted, first thing I did to them, lied, <laughs> and it worked for both worked. of us. You're in your second year of the contract on that team. They were like, "How much do you weigh?" I was like, "340." I was probably like th- 400 pounds then. <laughs> Still went out, played great. Yeah, and it works out. Maybe it can work out, but that's that's what I when I see these kind of stories come out and they oh this is as people start screenshotting and they're just look everybody everybody's hungry to know the inner workings. Well, let's or at just least go, just to talk about it. Let's just go to the idea of it too. If 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 Rand Carthington Carthington Carthen comes in and says, "Oh, you don't need to rebuild here." He's either it's one or two situations. One, he is wildly stupid has no clue what's going on with the team. Or two, Amy Adams Strunk is wildly stupid and has no idea what's going on with the team. Yeah. That's that's the real side of it. If anybody believes no look well, do I believe he's going to come in and say, this is a rebuild? No. He, no. No GM will come in and say, we're rebuilding this from the top up or from the bottom up. You know that, that, that doesn't happen. Now, I'll double up on these quote-unquote rumors to make you even more mad. Mm. I see Titans fans talking about Trey Lance. Trey Lance? Are we getting Trey Lance? I mean. Whoa. <laughs> you I, see, look at how upset you are. I, it makes me so upset. It makes me so upset because first off, to, to get, like, excited about the other team's garbage, right? Because Brock Purdy is going to be the guy next year. That's happening. Trey Lance is the one that's heavily invested in, but that doesn't mean anything. What's what's $20 million to an NFL team? Nothing. That's really nothing. Uh, but this idea of just, oh, because he's coming from the 49ers, he's going to be able to work John Lynch or something like that, that's stupid as well. And, and why would you want Trey Lance? 
Why would that be? I didn't even see that. Yeah, I, I didn't even see that today. No, I saw a few replies that were just like because Trey Lance, <laughs> Trey Lance posted the Instagram <laughs> post with like doing one of these, whatever this is. Like we're close, like about Rand Carthen to the Titans. Oh, he posted, so he made an Instagram story about it, and then I, I saw close. I saw Titans fans. Um, in the comments of like bigger media personalities, they were like, oh, "Have you heard about the Trey Lance rumors?" And I'm just like, "Oh wow, people like you know people." It just shows how like the common viewer, they anything's on the table for them. Well, really, it, it, because and that's that that goes back to my 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 main point out of all this. If Rand Carthen comes in and says. Everything's hunky dory. You can still win with this team. You're crazy because fans know Tanhill's not it. Derrick Henry's aging. The defense secondary is probably one of the worst in history of football. It feels like after the years it's been they've like had that for years in on the Titans. They just know, there's zero they wide receiver buyer. talent on. We have our best wide receiver is what we hope he could be in two years. That that's our best wide receiver hasn't gone through an OTAs without passing out. I, that's what's going on with the Tennessee Titans. That's that's what's going on, and that's the fan side of all this. Let's forget about also the fact that you you move you just lost your offensive coordinator, you're, which smart, and also not lost. You you know where he ben went. Ben Jones and Terrell Lewan might both be done. You know, the offensive line is clearly going to be needing work. You're you're also going to need all to, to hire new coaches for these position groups that you fired. This is a rebuild. Anybody that thinks that it's not, or I don't understand why people are scared of the term rebuild either. Like what? Why is that such a scary term? If I was a coach or GM, I would use it all the time as a scapegoat for myself and my own results. I would be like, "Yeah, we're rebuilding. <laughs> I'm doing my best here." You're five on the team. I guess the owners don't like it, but the owners want success. It's just—is it one of those hot buzz words that people say, and they're just like, "Whoa, that no. means that means you're guaranteed lose next year." I, I guess because. In my opinion, it's not. I've been in, I've been on teams where it feels like it's a dang rebuild. But would you say that the Jags were rebuilding this year? This year before the season started, they had a brand new coach coming in. Yeah, they were they were in a rebuild last year and played it just bad. Goes to show how it just goes to show how little how like a few good moves just make a team. Like the whole Christian Kirk deal was kind of like it was a bit of a meme at the time, and people blamed him for blowing up the receiver market. But look at how it's worked out for him. You know, I don't know, I don't know. I just I don't, I don't I, get why it's bad. That's my thing. Yeah. And and why people are so like that's why the reason why that's that like one tweet started going around and making the rounds is because Titans fans want to have hope that oh, maybe it's not as bad as Well, it is. no, no, no. And that's and that's a bad that's like being in a bad marriage and you're just ignoring it. You're like, "Oh, everything's fine." It's no, it's not fine. Like your relationship with the Titans, if you don't think it's going to be a rebuild or you think we're going to have some impressive season or you think we're going to replicate the success of the past 4 years in the AFC South, you are tripping, my brother. Mm-hmm. You're tripping. The young talent's only getting better in our division. Yeah. Except for us. We're re- going to re-sign Ryan Tannehill. Is that not scary? No, that's not going to happen. They're you not. Gonna, so? I don't think they resigned. I, I hope not. I would rather have. Per my sources, uh, BigBlueTwitter.com, I think <laughs> that that he said that it uh, there was a discussion with uh, personnel around surrounding the situation that Tannehill will not be resigned. Per my sources, Big Blue Balls uh, on Twitter uh, DM'd me. Per my sources, Devlin McKenzie, he <laughs> said that he saw people talking about at a coffee shop, Titans should not re-sign Tannehill. That's mm-hmm. that's what's happening. That's those stories that are coming out. I don't know why anybody is believing them. 
I don't know why anybody is sitting there saying, oh, this is the real truth. No, it's not. These stories are fake. They're fake. That's what they are. They're fake. <laughs> They're lies. They're trying to get you. That's all it is. That's what, They're playing it, to the lowest common denominator of people's brain cells. That's yeah. what they're doing. Well, the worst part is, is like it's it's with every team in the league. You think the Titans are struggling with this? It's every team in the league. Look at all the. I don't know what's real or fake with Lamar Jackson. I have no idea what's going on in Baltimore. Yeah, because Bal- Baltimore. Baltimore. It's where the Chargers play. Baltimore. I I think that that there's some situations that nobody does because Lamar but Jackson can, is directly no, calling. There are the people GM. that can't admit that. They just have you know. Yeah, I know everything that's going on. In the Your league. job is dependent on it, right? Like, and how how sad is, like, we're not daily reporters of any kind of, like, we don't work a Titans beat. No, I'm not a dork. <laughs> hey, some of them are cool. I like some of them. No, they're not. I think so. No, they're not. I've been around them. <laughs> a majority of them are not cool. Now, go ahead. But, that's Bruno thinking. Uh, my thinking is opposite. But, we don't do that daily. Can you imagine doing that daily? No! To just be upstaged? By Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, or Mike Garofalo? No, I enjoy my life. Believe it or not, I do. So I don't want to do that. Just to, <laughs> all this stuff. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're working every day on a beat. And I'm saying this for the Titans. It's obviously every team. This is every team that you have to deal with. But every day, I'm busting. I'm busting. I'm trying to do everything I can. Bustling, busting, and busting. It's it. going. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Doing everything I, I can. It. Love it. And I'm getting beat by a guy who's who has 12 phones and a driver to to give him all the information. He just has he has 32 phones, one phone for each team. <laughs> and he just sits there on the table and just waits for news. Like grabs this and he copy pastes and sends. He copy and pastes it, adds his cute little graphic at the bottom with Ian Rappaport and his own Twitter profile and then sends. Yeah, that's it's amazing. You know how tough that is? That's really tough. That's got to be that's going to be such a, a real kick. A real kick in the chest. Just just really deflating all the air coming out of you. So that's that's how I feel about that. That's how I feel about the situation. And then you get the, the the to then be disgraced by these like weird accounts that say they have all these sources that fans just start sharing around is just wild to me. Wild. And now Twitter makes it seem like it's really real because you can just buy your verification, which hey, I do. I'm not gonna hide the fact that I'm very proud that I bought it. I didn't buy it though to go out and just spread fake news. <laughs> I, I promise you when I put stuff up I put it up if it's wrong whatever I put up my thoughts I don't ever put up like this insider news I, I think I got one tip one time in my life and that was it and I put it up and everybody's like ah you're lying and then Jadavion Clowney signed and I was like well one guy came back he's like you know what I appreciate it. you did tell the truth my bad <laughs> out of a million people that just said I lied <laughs> word yeah it's just life baby it's just like your next tweet should have been like SMD, dude. I'm I'm gonna be right. Watch the you're like just drop all professionalism, but you're still right. I think that's the best own you can have. Oh man, that was uh that was the same that was the same time the same it was March 2020. Somebody else gave me news of the first COVID case in Sumner County, and they were like, people didn't know that it's like in Sumner County, and they were like, can you say it? Like you'll say it, and I was like, sure. So on the same day, I was like, Jamie O'Clowney's going to sign with Tennessee Titans because there was a verbal agreement, whole different thing. He waited till spring, spring, uh, uh, not spring training, but uh, training camp. And then on that same day, I put out that the first case of COVID. Everyone's like, oh, fake. That's not real. It's not coming here. Oh, man. That was a day. <laughs> Couldn't look at any app. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Spreading news sucks too, by the way. It's not fun. It's not it's not like a fun time to like do that, you know? And then people just yell at you for like name your source. It's like that's the whole point of knowing things is you don't name your sources. Anyway, whole separate thing now. 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in. We're going to run to the break. When we come back, Arya Gerson is going to join us of the Tennessee. And Vandy basketball, Vandy men's basketball has taken a little, really Vandy women's basketball as well. They've both taken a little bit of a step up in their season, obviously getting the loss last night. But if you have men's basketball, they, they get the big win over Arkansas over the weekend. There's a lot to talk about with Vandy currently going on. We're going to talk to her. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. Back after this here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. It's pretty busy already. 24 across the Sullivan Evans Bridge up by Shelby. Steady flow of traffic continues now on I-40 out through Wilson County all the way up past 840. Still decent right now to the north. It wants to get a little bit heavy on 65 north there at Vietnam Vets. All that heavy traffic making its way up past Long Hollow Pike. Nash Painting Services all in Middle Tennessee. They're online right now at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Prescription products require an online consultation with a health care provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face -face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. We're going to get into our routine with Daily Tennessee Jackpot. You got a dollar? Let's have some fun with it. Let's get those numbers going. How many are we picking? And one. And two. And three and four and five. Let's go. All of us Tennesseans are having fun now. Let's play and play. Work out a win with drawings every day when you play Daily Tennessee Jackpot. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic, treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. Your exclusive Nashville Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast. For this afternoon, a chance of showers under cloudy skies. Today's high 69 degrees with a southeast wind gusting to 25 miles per hour. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network the on Nashville Sports stretch. Radio, I'm WNSR's radio Rick Bennett. Sports Radio
The afternoon stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams. Bruno going wacky Wednesday here, wearing uh, his headphones upside down. Yeah, I used to play with my food. I was a little bit of a idiot. You love paint chips when you were a kid? Stupid child. No, I would just, you know, take my mom's lipstick and draw messages on the walls. <laughs> red rum you know you'd like the shiny you just have red rum well you know i was five years old i was just this? like i'm in your walls <laughs> <laughs> do you know what that that quote i just made from uh no do you know what that's from when i said paint paint chips eat a lot of paint chips no you have any idea devlin tommy boy yeah devlin always never seen tommy me. boy never seen the shiny never seen shawshank redemption never seen all the big hits Shawshank Redemption's good. I don't know. I think it's a little overhyped. Everybody, that's like everybody's. What, like, it's that my lost, favorite movie. That lost ever. best picture to what? Forrest Gump. Well, yeah, geez, I have no idea. Have you, I seen, you, have you seen? I don't know. I don't know. I've Wars. seen Forrest Gump. You've seen Forrest? Gump. I like Forrest Gump. Yeah. It just shows how evil women are. <laughs> <laughs> Bruno Reagan <laughs> at Bruno Reagan. I can't get over the ending of that movie. Reagan that's just martial me. arts. Yeah, all of it. No, I'll tell them straight up too. I will say, Jenny, I mean, she hates Forrest this whole time. Forrest is trying to be her friend. and not More than that, he's trying to be her boyfriend and doing everything he can. She's out playing, you know, naked out on a concert series. And then she partying, doing drugs. Forrest is still there for her. And then finally, Forrest is a billionaire, basically. He buys into Apple. Remember that? He's Fruit like, company. Yeah, we talked like, about this. We, yeah. we don't have to worry about money no more. Bought some sort of fruit company, you know. One last thing, you know. And, and then, I just love how she just was like, "I'm gonna dump this kid on this special needs guy, and it's all gonna be okay." Well, it was his kid. Not in my, not in my continuity of the. Sh- I'm like, no, Sean. This is yeah, kid. no, it's his. It's his. It's because they, they had like a special night, and then she runs away, and she got pregnant, and then she ends up going to work at like a waitress. And or she drops like that. him off when he's like seven. Or yeah, it was. Or, yeah. He finally gets to meet her. Like the whole time. It was nice when the they were fishing. Like he had the same like head tilt as Forrest. I remember they like. So I was like, maybe it is actually his kid. But I'm. I was worried like the whole time. I'm like, this is not his baby. The book is uh way, way uh crazier. You know, really? in the book he becomes like an astronaut. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He becomes like an astronaut. I didn't know there was a book. I genuinely didn't know there was a book. Yes. Yeah. There. There's. A, that's. That's what it's based off of. Every good movie. Comes from a book, Jaws book, or or an adaptation of something. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, we're filling time right now as we're waiting for Arya Gerson to jump in. Uh, I've, did you check out Last of Us yet on HBO? No, because I know the. I'm worried. I it's like Game of Thrones. I know the entire story. A little different. Do you know the entire? A little different. It's a little different. That's what my parents the first said. episode has just happened. It's different than the game. There's obviously similarities for sure. Yeah, but. There I like is, I like their casting. Uh, it's pop, amazing. Yeah. First episode because they only had one episode come out. First episode, amazing. The first episode was absolutely stellar. Well, so so adaptations are up right for everybody because it used to be that every adaptation was awful. Now they're all amazing. Yeah. Well, so far because there's still a lot of time, obviously, like how the story is going to come out. But from the beginning of this, it's really good. <laughs> it's really really good. Uh, what did you think, Devlin? You seen it? I loved it. Yeah, it was I thought awesome. it was awesome. That scene, uh, driving through the town, mm-hmm. when they got like that one experience, and they kind of make it look like the video game. Uh-huh. That was there's, that was awesome. There's I some like, scenes, the whole like, beginning where you're just like built up and yeah. you see the stuff, like the old lady in the background, and all that crazy. Somebody uploaded some uh, something on Twitter. It was like a side by side, just this one scene of 
it, yeah, Bruno Cena. It was the exact was like replica. Working. But that's yeah. not the entire show. No, like. no, no. But they they work. I think it's like it's like it's almost like they're gonna follow the same sameish story yeah, arc. Yeah, but yeah. there's an homage. I mean, even some of the characters who played the character in the video game is like they're in the show as well. Which is why they do that. I mean, they're gonna do that probably once an episode where there's like this ten minute, ten, ten minute, ten second clip of mm-hmm. just the side by side being the exact same. Just to just to, just to show the appreciation for the game and the people that played the video game this is what everyone thought the like 20 years ago when the halo adaptations they were like we want a halo show we want a halo show but we just didn't have the means now now we do now we have the means to make good video game or book shows yeah no movies it's because the twilight ones were like where it kind of turned the corner but it was still a little cringy and and they're doing like certain elements of the story are different you know what i mean Oh yeah, the, the the infection I think is different too. Yeah. Like it's all different. It's cool though. It was really good. I would say if anybody is interested, that it's going to be the next Game of Thrones. That's for sure. Like it's going to absolutely spread like an infection. I mean, really, that's the so best. Get it, buy, buy in early. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. I was shocked at how good it was because I because even knowing what I knew, I got to watch my wife, who's never she never saw the game or anything like that. And so I knew what was, like, in the first little bit, how quickly things go and how quickly it gets into it. And watching her, and she's saying all this stuff, like, wow, this is a, this is a good show. I like this show. And then all of a sudden, just tragedy. real, <laughs> real quick. Yeah. Tragedy. And she's, oh, my God. You know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is a good show. I mean, that's if you're going to – that's that's what took the games off. That's what made the games become so popular. If you're going to do anything, just have your first episode just be, like, in and – the wildest way possible. Comic book too. Another book adaptation. Yeah, I didn't know it was a comic book. Yeah, learn yeah, yeah. new every day. I don't know if it, the game came first or the or the book came mm-hmm. first. Yeah, but they 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 show like PlayStation symbol because it was a PlayStation original game. So yeah. I mean, it's all over the place. But that's just it is what it is. I was glad I was glad to finally that it's out and uh, Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. That's who he does the Mandalorian and all that. Yeah, he's and then great. it was uh, Liana Mormont from Game of Thrones. That's who yeah, Ellie, that's who yeah, Ellie yeah. is. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. And she's cool. Yeah, she's cool right off the rip. You're like, I like this. This is <laughs> awesome. Uh, still waiting to see if we can get Arya Gerson on. We will. Uh, we might have to push that back just a little bit. Let's get into a story here uh, that happened last night, and we mentioned earlier. Real radio might come out here a little hot. It's gonna get a little. It's gonna get a little. Uh, um, what's the what's the right word? Something's gonna happen. We're gonna say words, and I'm gonna have opinions. On things that people might not agree with. So last night during the Philadelphia Flyers, actually the beginning of the Philadelphia Flyers game, it was before the game actually even started, uh, Ivan Pro- Provorov. Yeah, I'm glad you ha- you're the host, so you have to That's probably very close to it. Uh, Provorov. Provorov, yeah. You, that, that's good. You just got to confidently speed through it. Uh, they had, in that game, it was a pride night. Mm-hmm. And they had special Pride Night warm-up jerseys as the teams were warming up, you know, getting out there. It wasn't actually on the jersey. It was just the warm-up jersey itself. Uh, Ivan did not – he was not on the ice during the warm-up period, but he played in the game. There was no injury, no no healthy scratch or anything like that. He, he did not warm up with the team, but he did play in the game uh, – then after the game, people asked him, the people, media, media asked him, hey, why were you not in warm-ups, you know, during the Pride Night warm-ups, which it was for a donation charity to whatever the Philadelphia Flyers had going on for their donations that night. I'm not exactly sure what it was. 
and he essentially said, I, I, I skipped on the warm-ups. I'm paraphrasing a little bit here. Uh, but the quote that came out says, uh, I wanted to stay true to myself and my religion. I respect everyone. I respect everyone's choices. This is just as what I said. Someone asked him, can you specify your religion? And his religion, Ruthen, Russian Orthodox. Mm-hmm. Well. Which I'm not even sure what that is exactly. So I'm obviously. Not, I'm assuming the, maybe a branch of Christianity. I'm not sure. Orthodox? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's yeah. just very, very old traditional style Christianity. Yeah. Now, a lot of people were very much upset at this. When I saw this story break, you know, it was kind of the. I don't like calling it the cancel culture, the out, but it, there was a, there was outrage over it, mm-hmm. and my personal opinion, man, you can't make people. I I don't like where we're going with you know everyone has to be on board with everything all the time. You can't make people care deeply about something, right? If someone doesn't care and he doesn't want to wear you know the rainbow jersey or the rainbow flag or the rainbow colors, I would rather them be true to themselves. And have open conversations, then have everyone just be expected to just shut up and just do everything all the time. So if it's not his thing, it's not his thing. And you have to understand, a lot of the NHL are foreign people. People take America for granted every day. I get America has its issues with race. America has its issues with sex and gender. I've been to other countries. It is ten times worse there. So he grew up in this very probably anti-version of anti-LGBT version of Christianity. I like to think of myself as an ally. You know me. I'm, I'm like relatively more lax than pe- other people. I don't have a lot of like core central hardcore beliefs. I'm pretty open-minded with everything. But I'm also not going to force people to, you know, do that. So yeah. it's in my head, this is all total non-story. But I can see how media people are ready to, you know, try and pry that out of him well there's definitely been two camps right you have that camp just to let people know it's illegal to show vladimir putin like in pride colors in russia if that gives you any idea of how like (laughs) how russians view lgbt gotta imagine too he might have family still over there uh yeah which that is a whole separate thing i will say this and look devout christian that's that's what i am i'm sitting right now main criticism right now i mean i'm sitting cross right now across my neck I I think I agree with you, Bruno. I agree with what you're saying. I think there's a side that uh, you you have the right to say yes or no, especially in this country. You have the right to say yes or no. I will say this. The NHL has the right to not let you play in their league. And that's m- more or less also my fair. problem to it is that the Philadelphia Flyers or the NHL, and this really causes a bigger discussion. That he he can he could think that way and he could do that he can act on it the way that he wants he does that's the beautiful thing about this country he, he can you can do it uh, people are going to disagree with you people are going to hate you and, and on, if you look on, on Twitter online by the way online most yeah. of it's online you could walk down the store grab a bagel and it'd be no issue and you have to you don't have to worry about getting mugged jumped or going to prison yeah. that's why America's and awesome. you know this, he's not Patrick Mahomes he can walk down the street yeah you yeah, know what exactly, I'm saying exactly. like Pat Mahomes walks down the street people are gonna just ima- be like oh I know that's Pat Mahomes you know no, this I always a, imagine it's like, a Philadelphia Flyer hockey player you could probably go to Walmart exactly <laughs> exactly but I will say this. Because of their, I don't know what the agreements are, the contract status, all that kind of stuff with why they had that pride night, if it was just something they put in, the league can step in and say, that's cool. You can think that way. We are we are setting this up. They're, his his employer 
is setting it up. I'm surprised at how quiet they've been about this. It really not. There's not been much news about that side. I I I I give the guy gets all the freedom in the world to say that if he wants to. The other side of it is, it's it'd be like I'm trying to think of some some situation that you know you have a contract with a team and that team has, says okay you got to perform your duties of the contract and you say well no I don't want to because it infringes on me. Well that's fine. You also are fired. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's that's where I'm saying that's where I think it's wrong on his end. The most and the most obvious to me. Well, the thing that I could see valid criticism for was people were accusing him of hiding his bigotry behind his religion. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think it's super unfair. Yeah. It's such, you know, that's a whole, the way people throw the word bigot around nowadays. That it's just anything. Yeah, do you think he hates, like, gay, like he's actively hate it, hates gay people? Like, he sees... Two guys walking down the street. He's like, <laughs> you know, I I don't think so. I I don't know. I'm one really because really? I don't know the player. I don't know. I don't know. That saying that there's are there cases that people have tried to hide behind religion before or whatever, race, religion, creed doesn't matter. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely been people that have done that in some form or fashion in this world. Uh, but to just throw that out there is is that way. You got to remember he put he put himself in this situation. You know, uh, to 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 make that decision, everybody's got to make their own decision at the end of the day, whether you agree with anything or not. I think what this opens up is a bigger question to the leagues going forward. Are the leagues going to try to keep this stuff in? And by say that is a lot. I mean, the leagues are all every team is some sort of community based. They have they have something that they do. But are they gonna are are they gonna continue to do that because they're putting their players in a predicament of, all right, we got you have to make a choice because we're doing it this way, and and that's where I'm wondering with the league stance is how much are we gonna see with this kind of stuff going forward because it's to, last night it was the pride night it it could have been there could be a whole hist, whole whole other amount of of you know themed community nights going forward that people may not agree yeah, with. No, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that's and, the and it could that's look a lot worse. Tonight. Like what if it was a MLK themed night or a Black Lives Matter themed night and then you opt out and they're probably a little more controversial than it is now. Not to downplay the struggles of LGBT people in our country, but that's just a realistic thing. If you were to come out against a whole race of people, or at least that optic, it would be a much it would be an even bigger story than it is right and, now. And and it's on the it's on the teams of like, all right, are you gonna or the leagues I don't know once again how that contract works out for the Philadelphia Flyers was that an every league thing or, or every team thing or it was just a Philadelphia Flyers night or whatever. But are you going to put players in that in that, that space to where they're they're like, just because you play here, that means you have to think like us. Or you have to at least play ball with whatever we believe as an organization that's going to put players and and athletes and 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 teams and leagues into a weird kind of I mean that, I think that's what I thought was the most interesting about all this. It's opening up a ton of conversation about this now. Yeah. That really wasn't being had beforehand. No, absolutely. Um it's pretty it's pretty tame for the topic. Oh, for sure. Don't you agree? Do you think if it was a, if it was a different sport, it'd be a bigger story, like football, like Lamar Jackson's had our. Well, zone. yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, look at Colin Kaepernick. You know, yeah. when that happened, that happened. When did Colin Kaepernick happen? That was. I wonder 2013? how many people are still boycotting the NFL after that. Was that twenty thirteen? I'll have to look it up. But ten yeah. years ago is crazy. It was. Yeah. It's close to it. I want to say it's either twenty thirteen or it was twenty sixteen. 
It was in the multiples of threes. That's, that's all I remember. But still, even 2016, it feels like it was forever oh, ago. Oh, yeah, I know. Ten years later, he makes a documentary. He's like, NFL players are slaves. And then he has them in chains and stuff like that in the movie. <laughs> 2016. 2016. Okay, yeah. It's 2016. That was when the knee was taken. So you remember when that happened. I mean, that's – I feel like to where we are with, like, activism today, it's 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 it, the, it's been heightened to over 11 nowadays. Is that fair? And he was at the time. I don't Colin know. Kaepernick I feel, like was a very I feel like it's gone downhill since Colin Kaepernick, activism-wise. Like, that was, like, the last big stance I've seen in sports. Right. Because, once you know, this is what we were talking about just a, a while ago, their last segment. You get, you get the water gets hot really quick. You can get hot really quick when your name's in the papers and your name's on on, on the TV yeah. screen. Like ooh, <laughs> you know. So I think people, I think a lot of players saw Colin Kaepernick. There's, there's players that take stances. I mean, I think I think it's not a terrible thing to take a stance in your life. I think people have to, one way or another. Some can be more agreeable than others, or whatever you have. It just it's a personal preference at that point. But I mean. The water gets hot regardless because in this, I mean, I'm looking at, I look at tweets of that when it comes out last night, there are two different bases and that's it. You click on one account, you're going to see this base. You click on this account, you're going to see this base. They each have very, very robotic opinions. Well, I was going to say, I think they both have sides. They both have a lot of sides. One's representation. uh, Well, both are representation of, of how they believe it should be carried out. It's going to be tough for the NHL right now. It's going to be very it's tough. Be tough. Yes. It just all feels like a non-story to me, but maybe I'm maybe I'm not seeing it from their point of view. Yeah, no, it's it it will uh it will get tough, I think. It's it the NHL, I mean, cuz what are you going to do? You're just going to be quiet? Let yeah. it go away? That's what I would do. Probably tell is what, what they're going to do. Tell you what, that's exactly what I would do. That's probably what they're going to do, but I don't know, we'll see. It's an interesting story. Just came up last night. If you haven't looked at it, you should look at more into it, look more into the thought of all of it. Uh, find out your own fact. Don't take it from us. Don't take it from any other. Look at your own stuff and, and see what, what you think about it. Because I think things like these, it's open conversations. It's very open conversations. I think the leagues leagues are going forward are going to have to say, like, all right, do we? what do we do here? Because it's, it's, very, it's very tough. You're not, there's no – the real side of this, no pleasing anybody. Nope. That's just – Everybody. Everybody. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. There's no pleasing well, everybody. Well, really, there is no pleasing anybody. If well, that's yeah, like also. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, we need to take a break. We'll see on the other end if we can get Arya Gerson to jump on here with us. I believe we have her ready to go back after this here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. Pretty busy, where you would expect out here on the South Loop, the West Loop. It's picked up with that traffic volume on 40 East, passing the airport, Donaldson Pike, all the way out into um, Wilson County. The Mount Julian area is increasing also with some traffic volume. It's not bad, actually. 65 down through Brentwood, Franklin, just tons of radar. The further south you go in the southern end of Williamson County. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. They're online right now at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Online at CordellCordell.com, 317-322-0122, 101 West Ohio Street, Suite 1250, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46204. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call now, 615-844-5600 with any criticism of the afternoon stretch. Don't worry, they're not smart enough to understand. The afternoon stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Very busy woman is Aria Gerson, and she should be. People are trying to, I mean, they're trying to get her all over the place. She's just got, you know, people, tons of people trying at all times. And we're lucky enough, honored enough to now finally grab her. Aria Gerson, you can follow her on Twitter at Aria underscore Gerson. Vanderbilt beat writer for the Tennessee. And Aria, thank you so much for jumping on with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, I, I want to start off Vandy men's basketball. I want to go back to this past weekend. The game against Arkansas, I mean, a comp- it, it seems like what Stackhouse has been trying to build with this team, it finally, you know, Mercury and Venus lined up just perfectly or whatever you want to say it, it finally seemed like it just all came together. Yeah, I mean, I honestly wasn't really that surprised about the result over Arkansas. I actually picked them to beat Arkansas in my preview. So, um, you know, because they had at that time been playing better since conference play had started and, um, you know, Arkansas was reeling a little bit and the fact that there was a pretty good crowd, I think helped as well. And, and they kind of got fired up in, in, in a positive way during that game. Do you think that's, that, that was like a big deciding factor that, I mean, cause there's so much, I feel like. I'm 29 years old, Bruno, what, 26, Aria, I think you're you're probably around the same age as us. 
it, it, we don't really know the memorial magic the way that I hear some people like Darren McFarlane talk about it or even George Plaster had talked about it in times on the station that I, you know, I, I never got, I've never really gotten to see that. But when that does kind of show up uh, in, in spurts, because I know the student section was good that night, do you think that really does kind of add a little extra element to the team? Yeah, I think it does when the, you know, the attendance has been a little inconsistent this year, but I think that when it is there, you saw that in, in the NIT too last year, that it does add another element, especially with, you know, the acoustics at Memorial that, that make everything sound louder as well. Now, Aria, Vanderbilt, they just come off of kind of a little bit of a straight, just like the football team did in the middle of the season. They went to Missouri, then they played against Tennessee, Arkansas, Alabama. Now they, I think they get into a quote-unquote easier part of, I guess, an SEC schedule if there is such a thing, Georgia, Texas A&M, Kentucky, before they end up playing Alabama again. Is there a chance they sneak another SEC game? Because I know they're starting to deal with a little bit of injury problems coming up too. Yeah, it's a big problem that Liam Robbins is going to miss probably most of the rest of the regular season because if they had Liam Robbins I would say you know they're they could win a number of upcoming games but you know without him I think you know you're probably looking at teams like South Carolina Ole Miss maybe LSU that are, are more towards the bottom of the SEC that are more winnable games you know potentially they could be other teams as well but i think without robbins it's kind of difficult to project that for sure mm -hmm. i'm starting to learn a lot about like the history of vanderbilt basketball as i've watched listened to the fan base all these things the different arguments obviously stack got an extension early this season some fans probably weren't happy or didn't feel it was deserved and then this season starts out a little bit on a rougher road but then i see other people argue you know kevin stallings i don't think he made the tournament till his like fifth season in so what do you think is appropriate time for jerry stackhouse to kind of get this team up to like a mid to top level or a tournament team in his tenure when do you think that cutoff kind of is yeah well i i kind of think that in a lot of ways it should have been this year because they went to the nit last year and part of that is like you know if you're gonna get to the nit and then the next step is to get to the tournament I will say I was not one of the people who thought this would be a tournament team at the beginning of the season, just looking at the roster. Um, you know, I think the loss of Scottie Pippen Jr. was was too much, you know, at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, that being said, there's, as I've always said, whenever I'm asked about this, there's a lot of factors that we don't know. In particular, we don't know what his contract is, and we don't know what his buyout is. Um and without knowing that, it's hard to make a full assessment of the situation. Talking with Aria Gerson. Follow her on Twitter at Aria underscore Gerson. I want to change it up to the other side for the women of Vanderbilt. They fall uh, two nights ago down against Arkansas, but played a pretty good game still with the limited amount of bodies that they actually have. But they are under 500 here. Do you still see, with that limited group, do you still see a chance of an SEC win uh, from them as they're currently sitting 0-5 in the conference play? I do. I think if you look at the SEC standings right now, there's a big group of teams that has really been struggling at the bottom of the SEC. That includes Florida, Kentucky, Auburn, and um, Texas A&M. 
and Vanderbilt has not played a single one of those teams yet. They've played a lot of teams that are at the top of the conference, including Tennessee, Arkansas, and LSU. Um, they have not played any of the teams, and they, they play South Carolina tomorrow, which doesn't help either. But after they play South Carolina, the schedule gets a lot easier, and they start to play some of those teams that are closer to the bottom of the conference. And that's where I think you could start to see them win some games, especially since, you know, like Texas A&M was playing games with seven players, which is even fewer than what Vanderbilt has. So I certainly think that it's not over yet. I think their schedule was really rough. They got um, really unfavorable scheduling this year, especially at the beginning of the season. But if you look at, you know, the standings of the SEC, you can see that the teams that are coming up other than South Carolina um, are a lot worse than the ones they've already played so far. And also, we're about, what, a little under a month, I think, now, till the Vandy boys come out into action. What has been the vibe over there from the Hawk? Uh, has anything, any kind of news or anything come out about it? Have you been feeling any, uh, you know, fans getting excited for this season? What, what's been going on with that? Oh, yeah, I think there's a lot of hype around the early season tournament in Arlington where they're playing TCU, Texas, and Oklahoma State. You know, that's going to be some great matchups, and I think we'll get a really clear sense pretty early on of where this team is at. You know, I think that, uh, you know, Carter Holton is really good. I'm really high on him. Uh, and obviously, Enrique Bradfield Jr. is can do everything, and he is vying to be the first three-time All-American in program history, and, you know, I think the bullpen could be the best in the country. I've said this on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, I keep saying, like, I think the bullpen is so good. But, you know, the the question is more just, like, can not only will the offense be better, but can they find a way to get all their best bats in the lineup consistently? And can they score enough runs against, you know, what's a really elite SEC pitching group all the way around um, to, you know, have the pitching keep them in games. And real quick, I, I, this other story that's come out of Vanderbilt, the uh, Sergeant, Gordon Sargent, the first amateur to get a special invite to the Masters, plays golf for Vanderbilt, and he got the invitation. How, how insane is that? I think it's such a great thing for Gordon and for Vanderbilt. You know, there's been a lot of talk lately that the NCAA champion should get an automatic invite to the Masters. It's not currently, you know, a, a policy that's in place. But I think the hope is in the golf world is partially that uh, other champions will start to get this recognition as well. But for Gordon, it's certainly, I mean, he's only a sophomore and he's already won the national title. He's already competing in the masters and to have that player on your team for potentially three more seasons you know vanderbilt men's golf is already pretty elite but like that gives you a lot of hope of like where this team is going in terms of their ability to potentially compete for and maybe even win national titles and also just to represent Vanderbilt golf. I mean, that has to help with recruiting when you're going saying, well, our guy got invited to the Masters. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I who wouldn't want to commit to that program? <laughs> oh, Lord, I've seen the good things you've done for other people. Please let it be I done to me. I wouldn't know how to act. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to act going back to school. Aria, thank you so much for jumping on with us. We always appreciate it. You can follow her on Twitter at Aria underscore Gerson. Covers all things Vanderbilt for the Tennessean. Thanks, Aria. Thank you. Good stuff from her. I mean, that if, is. If you're Gordon, you just got to find the professors that like golf and just go to their classes. Like, yeah. Sign up for their classes. Go to their. I mean, you. No, could, I'm in the uh, <laughs> masters, right? <laughs> That's insane. I yeah. wouldn't know how to act. First one since 2000. Yeah, it's been 23 years to get that. <laughs> All right, we got to hit a break. Back after this here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. It's pretty busy out here where you would expect 40 East at uh, South Loop, uh, right there at Dumumbry and Broadway as you continue south down through Brentwood, Franklin. That's actually just now starting to pick up with some uh, volume all the way down to Spring Hill. Radar spotted earlier, I-40 in Dixon County on around 840 and also through parts of Mount Juliet again this afternoon. Princess Hot Chicken is uh, catering right now. Check out that awesome menu. If you haven't been there in a while, uh, it's still there and it's awesome. PrincessHotChicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanOfRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, (laughs) environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on, 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. Follow the afternoon stretch on Twitter at Bruno Reagan and Zachariah W. Really, man? You want that? I'm not spelling that out. 
First hour of the afternoon stretch coming to a close. Got a whole second hour coming up. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. Typically on Tuesdays, we have Blake Lovell on from the Southeastern 14. But we have him on coming up at 525, talking college basketball. A lot of stuff to get into. College basketball is in like a whirlwind. I mean, we're getting – this is like peak college basketball time. and Not peak. It's getting to peak. It's, it's, it's rising up. Late February, once the Super Bowl's done, March Madness right around the corner, that's when it really, really ramps up. And Blake is one of the best in the business uh, about just a knowledge base. Yeah, he's on our show, but he's on like a ton of national shows as well. It's, it's great to have him and have a friendship with him to have him on the show. That's going to be at 525. If you want to get in, though, 615-844-5600. We want to hear from you. Back after this here on the Afternoon Stretch. ABC News, I'm Tom Rivers. Ukraine's interior minister, his deputy, and another Ukrainian official have all been killed in a helicopter crash near Kyiv. The chopper belonged to the emergency service and crashed near a kindergarten. At least 16 people were killed, including three children. The cause of the crash is unclear for now. New information on when those classified documents were found in President Biden's home, when they told people about it. Here's ABC's Jay O'Brien. President Biden largely staying silent on the latest batch of classified documents found in his private home, including five the White House revealed were discovered last Thursday. The administration now under fire for not disclosing that information until the weekend. I have been forthcoming from this podium. Despite being accused of violating campaign finance laws and falsifying much of his resume, newly elected New York Republican Congressman George Santos and given committee assignments. This is ABC News. Attention all business owners who rent or lease space, including storage space. Stop wasting your money paying someone else for your space. You can now save a ton of money and own your own building with unbelievable extended end-of-year sale prices from General Steel. That's right. Start saving money every month on renting space from others. Just call 888-74-STEEL to see how General Steel can help you save money. Our 50-year structural warranty buildings are custom designed for your needs and save you a ton of money. Call 888-74-STEEL. Take it from a successful entrepreneur. If you need to expand or start a new business, you need General Steel. Great team and the competitive pricing is the reason I went with General Steel. Call 888-74-STEEL now and you can get any of our popular quick construction structures, including a 40 by 60 foot building or a 50 by 100 clear span building. Act fast because for a limited time only, General Steel is extending its end of year savings. Call 888-74-STEEL. That's 888-747-8335. 888-74-STEEL. Dazzling diamonds, royal rubies, elegant emeralds, and stunning sapphires. Now's the time to discover an exquisite variety of radiant, prize-winning jewels that are set to take your breath away. This gorgeous, one-of-a-kind display won't be found at the finest jewelry stores, but rather at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer with Jumbo Bucks Jewels Instant Games. Collect glistening top prizes of up to $300,000 and make every win sparkle. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. 
With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I have not met you, Andrew, but I'd love to meet you someday. Yes, sir. What story are you want to tell down. him, Clay? You, oh, about how you got ejected? Well, just how passionate of a Vanderbilt fan I am. He's so passionate that he is not able to attend games. Is that fair, Clay? That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the Afternoon Stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Second hour of the Afternoon Stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. If you want to get involved, we want to talk to you. 615-844-5600. That is the number to get in on to today. We want to talk to you. 525 Blake Lovell of the Southeastern 14 will be joining us. Talking college basketball. Talking all kinds of fun. Bruno, tonight something starts. And it is very exciting, and I don't think people are ready for what it is. Well, no, people aren't ready for what it is. The MMA community absolutely hates it. As like someone who has a beat on that community, they're, they're saying... So, to give you the history of mixed martial arts, it started, uh, I think, in the very late 90s, like on an official scale. I think that's when Dana White and them bought the UFC. Um, John McCain, late senator, called it human cockfighting. And it, it was not legal in the United States, at a cert, or in most states, actually. I think Nevada was the only one to get, uh, to get away with it. Now it's commissioned in basically almost every state as a sport. Um, this, is, this is brutal. This is barbaric. This is the Power Slap League. Dana White's new league. And if, <laughs> if you don't know what Power Slap is, take a wild guess. You've probably seen some meme videos on, like, Facebook. Well, they're bringing it to, like, American television. Like yeah. American prime time television. They got a belt. And the show, I don't know if you've seen the preview for the show. It's like Ultimate Fighter S. They're putting them all in a house. No. Yes. I haven't seen that. No, it's 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 very throwback to season one of the Ultimate Fighter. Like, remember when it was all raunchy and they were all drunk and just being dumb? They're going back to that formula. So that's what got me pumped up for it. Because the Ultimate Fighter now is very official honorable training it's like they keep up an image this is like going back to the ufc so that's what i was excited about seeing like the spike tv style-esque like dudes just being stupid and it's the, the sport is them standing in front of each other <laughs> and slapping them as hard as humanly possible which is the most dangerous thing you can do to like a person and it is it, it really it's they're it, probably getting paid like three thousand dollars for this entire thing yes that's the real sad of this, but that if, if for people that because look, this is the weirdest thing out of all of it. 
Spike TV back in the day when like Tough, the Ultimate Fire was on there, it kind of fit the mold. This is going on TBS. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna break they their They might cancel this show. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna break their reruns of Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2 to show giant <laughs> men slapping each other as hard as they can. And that like you think that's just something that's no, so, you know, unconsequential or something like that. These guys face their like left side of their face where they get hit so many times will swell Double. up like they got like they got stung by five bees, you know, just right at the same time. I mean, it is it's grotesque. It's really grotesque the way that it looks. This is not going to be something that I, I'm very shocked that it's on TBS. <laughs> very shocked that this is going to it's I'll say this. This first episode must watch TV for a lot of indicators. I mean, we we joked about this last week or two weeks ago after the the not allegations, the video, the coming out, the incriminating video of Dana White slapping his own wife, yeah. starting up a slapping league just a week it, it was supposed to come out last Wednesday, I think, and got pushed one extra week they, because of the story. They pushed it. Yeah, so they were just like, "Oh, let's just act like uh, we don't exist for a week." Yeah. I'm still going to watch it. The show's cr- it's going to be crazy. It is going to be crazy, and that's what they're hoping on. That's what they're banging on people watching it. It's but huge. It is, it's huge in other countries, though. It is. It is a really big sport in other countries. I will it's say, it's like a tough American, guy contest. That's Americans really are going to have trouble with it. They're going to see this and be like, because we're talking concussions and NFL and P- there's going to be blood. Health. Oh, there's going to be gonna a lot be, of blood. People will bleed brutal. out of their ears. This is going to be brutal. Yeah. If you haven't seen this, and it's not. I mean, this is an MMA. This isn't – I wouldn't even consider this any kind of, like, fighting, really. No, This no, no, is no, like no. – I don't even know what, like, you would brand this as. It's no, just, it's, like, it's like in the same realm as, like, strongman. It's, it's just unorthodox style It's like the Ocho, you know, ESPN, yes. the Ocho stuff. That's what you would expect this on. You wouldn't – you know, it's it's up there with, like, the Bush's Baked Beans Cornhole Contest. Like, that's what you would expect to be on right after the Slap Fighting League. But it's it's going to happen. There, you're going to see it. If you haven't seen it, you're going to see it. It's on TBS tonight. That is, it is wild. I feel like MTV would have a bigger demographic for that than TBS. <laughs> yes. Yes. A hundred percent, Devlin. I, I was thinking that. It's also weird. I guess this is completely separate. Outside of the fact of Dana White being a, in charge of it or owning it or whatever it is, uh, it has nothing to do with ESPN. It has nothing to do with Disney uh, going to TBS. I mean, it, this seems like it would have fell perfectly under the guides of you know UFC and they would have just put it on ESPN plus or something like that but no they're putting it on TBS the home of the, the well it's not if AL, practical and, jokers yeah practical jokers the MLB playoffs <laughs> <laughs> March Madness and the slap fight league practical jokers that's funny it's gonna be so weird there's gonna be so many clips of this people are gonna say what is going on right now it's gonna make no sense these dudes are just going to be hauling off on each other. People get dropped cold. I mean, oh. it's just taking a, a punch to the face, basically. They no, just take I've an seen, absolute punch to the face. I've seen the previews. It's going to be brutal. I can't wait. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm a bad person. I, I'm interested. I mean, it, it, it literally plays to the lowest instinct of what people like. Yeah. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. These people are going to bleed. People are going to watch because of that. You know, people love watching like train wreck videos and stuff like that. That's that's what this is. This is just all the terrible things put on high definition cameras for your enjoyment on TBS. 
I still, it's just so weird that it's on TBS. It's so weird. Is UFC going to move to TBS one day? <laughs> no, well, they're not. They're not affiliated. The Slap League. Other I know. Than Dana White. But yeah. Dana White has the con he has the contact now. Apparently, would never thought TBS would have been hosting this. Eight with that ABC Family. It's going to go on Freeform. <laughs> so stupid. Prime time too. It's like that's like the staple of your network for the spring. Oh, did uh did you see the tweet? I think I sent it into our group text. To change up the subject here a little bit, uh, uh, John Morant. I don't. If you haven't been watching John Morant these last few games, Memphis Grizzlies, he has been doing just some un. Uh, I mean, every day it's a new dunk over an even taller person, <laughs> and you're just so confused as how I don't know how the guy does it. First off, how he's able to float in midair. Yeah, because that's what it is. He's not an outrageously tall person. He just can jump over his own height, which is insane. He doubles himself when he jumps in the air. Well, if you work hard enough, maybe you could do that one day. Well, he got he tweeted out. This was uh, yesterday, last night. Uh, or actually, I guess it was in the morning. I've been drug tested like six times this season, walked in the arena, and found out I got another one today. <laughs> Terrible. They say they're random. I refuse to believe they're random. It's big plays. And then they drug test him. Yeah. Miles Garrett was the same way. Remember when he had the shirt off picture? He was like, well, I've been drug tested two weeks in a row now. So this is just how it is. Yeah. John Morant also, like, what, it's, what steroid could he do? The dude's just twigging bone. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's not, it's not the, uh, I'm trying to think, what was Tatis's juniors? What he was doing wasn't like bulking. It was, was like. He, he might have been doing. EPOs. I can't remember. I can't remember exactly what it was either, but it made him like more sinewy and made him like, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't like big or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I doubt John Morant's doing anything. No. This guy is just as legit as you can get. This guy's, hey, John Morant was born this way with yeah. quite a bit of hard work, with a bit of hard work to refine his skill set. But he, that that's a dude that was just born to play basketball. Different genetics. I mean, it really, like, different speed. It's like you look at guys like what John Morant does physicality-wise, what Derrick Henry does physicality-wise, and you're just like, oh, these are not, they're not, they're not the same kind of human being that, like, yes. I am. Like, it's sure. just, it's a, di like, you're like, these, are they made in a lab? Like, are they, what are they, what is so, what, is, what water, what, what type of water were they drinking when they were kids? Did they just have milk? You know, did they just drink? pure whole milk all day and they're just their bones are stronger like what is it exactly because these guys are just absolutely different yeah hey some people are born to play and some people aren't and you can do your as long as you do your best and live with your results that's great but i know i'm not going to be some polynesian guy repping 50 pounds on the bench press yeah who'd you have at vanderbilt was there any other it's every locker room i feel like has one of these guys what a freak yeah Zach cunningham it was Cunningham. Yeah, he and he got drug tested like all the time. So there you go. Even Kari. Kari. Kari's a freak. Kari yeah. really is a freak. Like just seeing him, <laughs> like whenever like he came in the studio, I was like, this guy's just as big as Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if he's not as, as tall, tall yet. Yeah. But he's not that much shorter than Derrick Derrick Henry. No, he's just I'm six one. I'm six one sitting in barefoot. He walked in, he's listed at six one, and he was taller than me. So I mean, he's definitely six two, six two and a half. He was almost the same height as you. You're six three. Yeah. So I mean, this is like this guy is, and then he's just 
you look at it like his legs. I think the day he came in, he was just like in shorts or something like that. It's just yeah. Imagine through college, we did the same work. It's not like we worked out different. Like me and Kari did the same workouts. It's just very it, different bodies. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Cunningham, he's not, and he's not like a very big dude. No, he used to. Well, the thing was, was he in college? He was, he was skinny. He got jacked out of nowhere. So his tests are deserved. His tests are absolutely. <laughs> maybe this is the first time he he just never lifted a weight in college. He would just show up, look around, and then run out. But if that, yeah, if that tells you anything, hey, it's no secret. Zach Cunningham wasn't a big practice guy, and he was the best player on our team by far. Shows you how valuable practice can be. <laughs> it can it, it can be for others. I think. I think there's some, but there's yeah, some like that me, where it's just like that, that guy. That guy's gonna do amazing. Whatever his body's gonna control exactly how he wants it. He's also then has the intellect to know the plays and and be able to perform at a high level. And he's just, some people are just frankly like in the NFL, you're just faster. You're just you're just faster. It doesn't matter. You don't even have to be that smart. You just look at ball and you hit ball right. Like that's just it. And if you're fast enough to get to the outside and beat that whatever running back or beat that wide receiver to the outside, you you it doesn't matter how smart you are. You can just hit that person, and there's and you don't even have to tackle them. You yeah. just you just gotta impede them for a moment, and a bunch of other guys like you are about to catch up to them. We had a teammate, a white guy named Caleb Sky. His dad was a legacy of Vanderbilt, and he played in the NFL for like a few years, I think. But Caleb didn't have a lot of productivity. Did he, you know he was just under the radar guy for his entire college career? He ran a four three at pro day, and he got like twelve tryouts for like at at the teams after after um the draft. So it's just different, man. You you if you can do something elite, they'll take you. Uh, do you want to hear another big lie today? Another lie in the sports world. I love lying. It gives me inspiration. Let me let me hear it. Here's the headline: Vikings GM expects Cousins to return next season. Do you think that's a lie? Yeah, I don't think he comes back. I, I don't think it's his choice. I think he's gone. Some former fashion. How long how long have they been dealing with him? I mean, are you you're risking at this point you're risking the the usage of Justin Jefferson. Well, he's is, up on his contract here, isn't he? Or is he they they have they have had negotiations, but there's nothing been really further. They've talked I think they've talked about negotiations, right? That's the early discussions. Early discussions. Heard, yeah. yeah, they've talked about negotiating. But your future is Justin Jefferson, and you get somebody that can get him the ball consistently. That's that's if you're the Vikings, you're crazy. You're crazy. You have T.J. Hawkinson for a few years due to his deal after the trade, and then you just partner that up with Justin Jefferson, who is your main target. You're crazy. Kirk Cousins is the problem of that team. Didn't he go 31 of 39, something like that in his playoff game? He's the problem. Stats will, stats will hide a lot. Stats will hide a lot. You just look at if you look at without knowing the without knowing the score, right? You look at Trevor Lawrence stat line. You're like, oh, they lost. <laughs> they lost by a lot, right? Against yeah. the Chargers, over. There's no way he came back and won that game. Four interceptions in that game. They won. You you look at just Kirk Cousins stats. You're like, oh, they they probably won this game. I just no. I'm hesitant to be on the Justin Jefferson can do no wrong train. Because like when he got, when they played against the Packers that one game, he he got beat. He was getting beat by Jair Alexander, I believe is his name. Yeah, Jair Alexander. He was just getting beat all the time. But he doesn't get the same criticism that Kirk does. Like all four of the losses of the Vikings, everyone would just be like, yeah, it's just Kirk Cousins sucking. You know, I, it, Kirk Cousins is in this weird point with this in his career, 
Or if Vikings fans really think if he's the problem, go ahead. But I don't know. It, it feels different. He's out there every single week. He doesn't have injury problems. He has good stat lines. It's like you never. It's like throwing away, you know, I don't know. You're looking for the young and exciting when you have your future right there. I wouldn't I, – I mean, you look at, like, how the Titans last season going into the offseason, right? Like, we're sitting there saying A.J. Brown – there's not even a talk about A.J. Brown being gone. What are the Vikings going to do? Are you going to sign a free agent quarterback? Are you going to draft someone 30 or 28th or whatever their pick's going to end up being? Stetson Bennett. <laughs> That's such That's a terrible prime idea. Stetson Bennett area right there. That is there. such a terrible idea. Get him in there, just great targets, and let him go. Watch him stand on his tippy toes to look over the lineman. <laughs> well, how tall is he? He's not shorter than like Baker, right? He's like 5'11". Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but I don't believe I don't believe Kirk Cousins is the quarter the starting quarterback next year for the Minnesota Vikings? He's just not the sexy option, so people hate him. But he which, sucks in the big moments. That's just proven. Does he suck in the big moments, Devlin? Anytime after one. That's when the big moments happen. <laughs> that when you get to the playoffs, I mean, even that final, just the final pass to dunk it down on a fort, not even past the chains, not even just to throw it up to your best target, 1,800 yards in the regular season, and you don't even give your best target a chance to continue the game for you? I just, I, I, I don't know. That I feel like to me that I would, if I'm, the, if I'm the GM, if I'm the leader of that team, I'm questioning that guy in those moments from now on, no matter what, whether or not it's, you know, noon games, all that kind Same of stuff. Same guy that led you to 13 regular season wins. You do that every single year, you might pop, and everyone's like, oh, he can't win a Super Bowl. No one can win a Super Bowl. Tom Brady's one half of him, and Patrick Mahomes is one half of the other half. Stupid arguments. It's been seven Super Bowls. <laughs> That's all there have been. <laughs> what? Since Kirk Cousins has been in the league, yeah. That's been, that's been it. So you're going to bat for Kirk Cousins right now. You don't think he's the problem? No, he was 31 of 39. He did not lose the Vikings that game. Okay, keep that sound sound bite. I don't. That's to me. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. I don't care if you go thirty-one and thirty-nine. How did did you win the game? Who cares about the stat line? Well, you're putting a team. You're putting a team result on the quarterback. That's so stupid. That's how every team is, though. What are you talking about? The quarterback and the head coach get all the blame. Is that true? No. 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 That's that not is a hundred percent. If true. Trevor Lawrence lost, he would get most most of he would if they lost that game, he would have gotten most of the criticism, rightfully so. He had four picks. Justin Herbert, he doesn't he doesn't he's, it's not like people are like he's not the franchise quarterback. He clearly is, and he is. People are like it's Brandon Staley. I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is the future, but to just blame like the Vikings suck and it's all Kirk Cousins' fault is also just ridiculous. Weird hill to die on. But it's not a weird hill to down. They had no rushing attack. Dalvin Cook played awful. I watched every single rush that game. He was it was outside zone. And he was hitting the double A gaps. Hey man, you believe in Kirk Cousin? That's all. I don't. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's not going to win you anything for that team. And I think. I think they're going to. They're saying that now. That's easy because they're going to gonna try to make a trade or something to get him out of there because it's, it's GM talk of of anytime you hear these questions or these answers like that, it's like. Well, I can't say he's bad because then that ruins trade, trade, trade bait. Right? This is this is trade bait right here. That's all that is. Yeah, he's he's definitely our starter next year because that's what he's going to tell everyone. Kirk Cousins is great. 
will you give us a first-round pick for him, please? That's what they're going to say. I mean, I just don't know what else you can do if you're Kirk Cousins and that people will call you the problem on your team. I Justin just, Jefferson didn't play that playoff game either. Everyone's like, just throwing up to him all the time no matter what. He didn't play that well. I guess the Giants. Dory Jackson had him, had him close the entire game. Dory Jackson, another one the Titans let go. Just another one. Jack Conklin, he's doing well too. Whole bunch of things. All right, we need to run to a break. When we come back, Blake Lovell is going to join the show talking college basketball on the other end here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. It's busy now on all the major outbound routes, especially 40 East, trying to get out past the airport through Hermitage, Donaldson. Busy, but it's moving on. 65 down through Brentwood, Franklin. Lots of radar earlier on 40 East and West, down around Kingston Springs in the Pegram area. Hey, Nash Painting Services, all in Middle Tennessee. They're online. Check them out at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the double your refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I have not met you, Andrew, but I'd love to meet you someday. Yes, sir. What story do you want to tell him, Clay? You, oh, about how you got ejected? Well, just how passionate of a Vanderbilt fan I am. He's so passionate that he is not able to attend games. Is that fair, Clay? 
That's fair. <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch. With Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. The show that makes you thankful for Braves games. The Afternoon Stretch with Zach and Bruno and Ray. The Afternoon Stretch. Bruno Reagan. Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Did I give you a nickname last week or last night during the show? No, you gave Alex. I gave Alex one. I thought I gave. I said something. Bruno, something something Reagan. I can't remember what it was now. Kirk Cousins believer. That's what it, I'm going to buy you a Kirk Cousins jersey. That's, That's what fine. I'm going to do. He's he's all right. Do you want a Kirk Cousins Washington Redskins jersey or Vikings? Though? I'll take a Redskins one. Where else did he play? Is that the only two teams that he was at? Yeah, he was. Uh, wasn't he drafted as a backup? I guess in Washington. Yeah, yeah, it was. Had the Smith Smith thing happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the teams. Where do you go to college again? Michigan State. Michigan State. That's right. Michigan State. Kirk Cousins jersey. That goes hard. I, that's what actually what an ugly place East Lansing is. By the way, if you ever see it on TV, it never looks great. Isn't that like Eight Mile? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> right. In that, in that, where like M and M's from? <laughs> I'm not sure. I have no idea. Uh, all right. Now, we typically have them on Tuesdays, but I had to make some rearrangements, so we have them on this Wednesday. Always happy to have the Blake Lovell on. You can follow him on Twitter at that very handle, at the Blake Lovell. Covers all things SEC for Southeastern 14. Blake, thanks so much for jumping on with us, buddy. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Feeling good, looking good. It's a tremendous Wednesday, and we're glad to be talking some college basketball with you because there is a million things going on right now with college basketball it feels like currently yeah a lot happening um you know i think specifically you just kind of look at i mean yeah there's just it's like this point in the season always it's mid-january is when you start to see you know what you're a quarter of the way a little more than that third of the way through conference play starting to see some of these teams just separate themselves from everybody else um and yeah, it's just, it starts to get wild from here because, you know, we always kind of laugh. People start doing like the bracketologies in what, you know, October, November, before the season's even started. And, but now it's like, okay, these matter. Like you're, you're starting to look at it and be like, all right, this team actually needs to start winning some games because, um, you know, if they don't, they're not going to make the tournament. Whereas, you know, if you're into game five or game eight, we got a long way to go to try to build up that resume. But now you're starting to see some teams that we thought maybe were like locks, like an Arkansas, right? that they're not so much a lock anymore because they aren't winning games. And uh, I think that's where, you know, this point in the season sort of gets interesting as we head into February here in a couple of weeks. Well, they had time to breathe, but I want you to try and talk Tennessee fans off the ledge of them seeing post <laughs> postseason Barnes show up early against, frankly, <laughs> the team they don't want to lose to at home. Yeah. I mean, if it had been anybody else, it still would have been, uh, you know, it wouldn't have been good because of how they played, but, because it was Kentucky, I think it could get magnified a little bit. Um, and, I mean, look, if you watched the game last night, they had, what was it, I think they had 10 minutes with five minutes left, in the, or 10 points with five minutes left in the first half. And you're thinking, oh, my goodness, maybe this wasn't just a Kentucky thing. Maybe they are actually becoming, you know, an offensive team that you cannot trust, which has unfortunately happened at times um, in the tournament with them. But, I mean, I, I think if you're looking at the positives, like they went at Mississippi State last night. Mississippi State's a really good defensive team. They can't score, um, but they're a good defensive team. But they win last night on the road by 11 without two of their best players, without Vescovy, without Key, 
And, you know, that's where you have, like, Julian Phillips, freshman, beside Jordan James, played the most minutes he's played all season, which is good because, you know, he's – I think he's always kind of been the X factor of that team. Now he's getting over the injury and he's, he's playing a lot more. So it's encouraging. I mean, he had to play that many minutes, but to know that he could, I think it's very encouraging for Tennessee fans. But I, I can I can talk them off of it for now, I guess, but I still think it's always going to be in the back of your mind because you've seen it happen in some of these games. Um, where they just go through those stretches where they cannot score. But their defense is so good that I still think that's going to be enough to carry them and, and win the majority of the games they play the rest of the season. Uh, and honestly, guys, like scheduling-wise, I know this is going to sound wild, but they may actually be the favorite in every game they play in the rest of the season because they don't play one of the tougher SEC schedules. That's not Tennessee's fault. It's just the way it's kind of fallen. But – I mean, don't be surprised if we look up and, like, they are just able to keep winning, but only if, you know, they don't hit those just truly bad stretches offensively they did against Kentucky. Doesn't that almost feel, though, just because of that game? That's I was talking to some buddies while that was going on, and I said, you know, this is this is a tournament game. That that was a tournament game for, yeah. for Tennessee taking on Kentucky. And, and even, you know, the remarks made by Calipari after the game, talking about how he took, you know, all the electronics and all that kind of stuff out before <laughs> the game, uh, which I want to get your thoughts on that too. But it, it, it did feel like that was a tournament game, and it just seems like it's setting up. We've talked about this before. Just, even though they may be doing really well during the season, if they get bounced out in the round of 32 or whatever, it, it just seems like it's all kaput. doesn't really matter. Well, and I think it's, you know, if you don't have the context of what's happened in the tournament, you, you can just look at that game like you would look at, I don't know, pick a team that's actually had success in the tournament over the years, you know, recently and, and haven't lost games that maybe people thought they, they, they shouldn't lose or whatever. I think the, the bigger point would be you look at that game within the context of knowing that what's happened in the tournament and you're thinking, oh boy. Um, you know, is this kind of what we're going to be in when we get to that spot? And and let's be honest too, like that's if you're talking about like it's a tournament type game, like that's a win or go home game for Kentucky because it's sort of like, I mean, think about what had just happened to them. They lost to South Carolina, which I know there were some people trying to tell me that we were not giving South Carolina enough credit as the worst team in the SEC. Um, they're not just the worst team in the SEC; like they are historically on track to be one of the worst SEC teams we've seen in a decade. And for Kentucky to lose at home to that team. I mean, all the pressure was on Kentucky, uh, where Tennessee, you know, I don't know if there's a lot of pressure on them in that game. But at the same time, you know, those are the kind of games that just come out of nowhere, right? And I think that's the bigger issue, because in some of these tournament games, I don't want to say it's felt like it's come out of nowhere that they lose. But I mean, if I'm thinking like the one that Oregon's Oregon State, what was that, several years ago, um, where Oregon State just came out and just, I mean, Tennessee couldn't score against the team that was like a 12 seed or something. Now Oregon State made a run that year, but I don't know. It's always going to be there, guys. I mean, it's it's always going to be in the back of your mind. I think this team will be fine, but that was sort of the first instance this season that you saw and just said, uh-oh, like, is this going to happen again? I mean, if it's, you know, if a lot of games set up that way, that, that game right there is going to always be in the back of your mind the rest of the season, I think. It's funny you say South Carolina is one of the worst in a decade, and obviously they they were able to pull off, pull off a W. Um, it's also interesting to see Vanderbilt, the way our fans react, the way – just the general discourse of the season, Stack's contract, all of his comments, and there's still five teams in the SEC, which is proven to be like a pretty good basketball conference, lower than them right now in the standings. Uh, is there any one of those teams 
of the five that are like below Vanderbilt that like really surprise you? Is it is it Arkansas? You're are, like yeah. I just have no idea how they've collapsed so fast. Yeah, I think it probably it's got to be Arkansas, and, and I think it's just like I mean, yeah, there's some similarities I guess to Vanderbilt. Like it's just it's injuries. I mean it. Yeah. You know, Arkansas was a team, and Muss has always been a guy that um, that has played less guys than most. Like he he's been one. Like he'll find his five or six, and he'll just go with them. Uh, but now he can't really do that. Like he he has to out of necessity. But it's probably you know maybe the five and six guys were guys that were going to be the eight or nine guys. If you don't you know have Nick Smith, who's a top five draft pick, maybe next year, and Trevin Brazil, who's probably at the time. I would say probably the most improved player in the SEC and a top 12 player in the league goes down with a season-ending injury. We don't know if Nick Smith's going to play again. They say he's out through at least January, but that's one of those things in, in this day and age, right, where it's maybe a guy just doesn't play and gets ready for the draft. Um, I, that's just significant, and I don't I don't think you can put that probably on, on must because I, I think it's one where he's playing some guys right now that – we're not going to probably get a ton of minutes um, other than just in this situation and, and sort of the worst case scenario for them uh, to, to be in the spot. And so they played a tough schedule too. Uh, I mean, they, you know, losing road games in the SEC is something that a lot of teams do just because it's not easy to win on the road. Uh, but at the same time, they just have a lot of limitations offensively without Nick Smith or Brazil. Um, they just, they're not the same team. And they, outside, I guess, Ricky Council, they don't have guys that just consistently are able to score night in and night out. And when you're in that spot where you don't have three guys, I mean, which for example, right, we could use Tennessee or Alabama. I mean, they've got three, four, maybe five guys that you trust on a night in and night out basis to hit double figures. Well, Arkansas maybe got one or two. And I just think that becomes the issue and their defense is slipping. You don't want to have a team that all of a sudden has limitations offensively due to injuries. It's also slipping defensively, and that's sort of just the worst combination. And I feel like Kentucky was kind of at that point, or maybe still is at that point at times. But Arkansas has got to be the most disappointing team. But I don't know if it's – it's disappointing in the context of what we thought they would be, but I don't know if it's that disappointing in terms of, like, actually seeing in reality and realizing this team just kind of is what it is at this point. And like I said, they're they're one to keep an eye on because, I mean, you got to win some conference games to make the tournament. and. Right now they're one and four. So, talking with Blake Lovell covers all things SEC for the Southeastern Fourteen. Uh, the question I would ask you yesterday, leading into the game between Vanderbilt and Alabama, uh, that I'm still going to ask you in a different way because I think it kind of answers it because Alabama obviously coming out and playing pretty strong against Vanderbilt and getting that win. The the news over the weekend of Darius Miles uh, being charged with capital murder uh, in providing a gun in a fatal shooting. Do do you think that's going to affect the team at all going forward here? Having, I mean, I know he wasn't so much; he was a reserve player, uh, but he was still on the roster. Not anymore, obviously. But do you think that's going to play any effect to the team later on at some point, or or affect Nate Oates in any way? Yeah, and, and I mean that, that, like you said, I mean yesterday, that's that's the same question I'm asking myself. It's like, and, and I know a lot of people were asking that question because it is such a I don't know, right? It's, it feels like an unprecedented situation, at least for, for us. Like, I can remember anything like that sort of happening in season and what, I mean, the day before that, I think Alabama announced that he was out for the year with an injury. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, you know, that news comes out and you're just like, oh my goodness. Um, and it's just like one of those things where 
like you said, Zach, I mean, it's, I think it has to in some way, shape or form. I mean, it has to affect you somehow because it is such a, it's such a unique situation. And um, I mean, obviously such a tragic situation for, for all parties involved, especially, you know, someone loses their life out of this. And, and I mean, it's just, it's something that I think you're going to think about. And I know Nate Oates talked about, you know, consulting different people. And obviously there's one person in, in particular, apparently he consulted that a lot of people were sort of, um, I don't know if shocked is the right word, but um, there, there was certainly a, a lot of feedback to that. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I think that the answer is it's just so hard to know because, I mean, they did play well last night. And, you know, it's something that I think is, you know, eventually, I don't know, like, where does that discussion turn to? And um, I think that's always a fair question now. It's just to kind of, you know, how long does this discussion continue to go on? Because it's something that the players are going to think about because, right? I mean, think about you open social media, open Twitter, anywhere. Like, that's the headline. Like, you're looking and it's, it's everywhere. And it's really, you know, something that you sort of have to acknowledge. And we are talking about college kids, right? I mean, it's it's something that just kind of is a, a thing. I guess probably the best answer without knowing the answer would be, you know, I thought that there was a chance like last night with that game, given the immediacy of everything, that it could have went, you know, the other way. And, and maybe you did see a team that just kind of was not there mentally, perhaps, but you know, they're still able to pull out a win and quite honestly, you know, look pretty impressive doing so. And also I saw this on Twitter, getting back to some of the Tennessee talk. Uh, I saw people, cause it feels like even after loss against Kentucky, they're still number nine in the nation right now in the rankings. And there's a lot of positive momentum, obviously with just Tennessee athletics as a whole, but I, I saw a lot of people almost doubling down that are Vols fans on their belief in Rick Barnes saying that he is the greatest Tennessee men's basketball coach in the program's history. What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I, I get it. Like, if you talk about it from the standpoint of just, like, success, right? And I think that's something we have to keep in mind. Overall success, wins, all that. Like, yay. I mean, he's done some good things. I mean, he's gotten them to number one in the nation. I mean, the Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield team was just – I mean, they were on another level, right? I mean, they were just something. And that's why I think the disappointment was what it was, that they weren't able to, you know, do a lot of things that, that they could do with that team and maybe get as far as they thought they could go. I mean, at the same time, I guess you've got to, you know, if you go really way back and, you know, guys, I'm I'm not exactly old, I guess, but, you know, there are a lot of other coaches that have coached in Tennessee that were pretty good. Like, a, I'm trying to think on top of my head, like a Ray Mears. I mean, a, what, a, a Don DeVoe and, I mean, Jerry Green obviously had some good teams there. I mean, you can't forget Bruce Pearl. I mean, Bruce Pearl had some good teams, I'd say. They probably have um, a national championship if Bruce Pearl doesn't have a barbecue. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, Bruce is – I mean, I think sometimes it's, it's easy to forget, like, just how good and ahead of, ahead of the times, like, his teams were there. I mean, they were – you know, the SEC was in a much different place as a conference. But, I mean, I think sometimes it is easy to forget just how good his teams were there. Um, but – I think, you know, Rick Barnes himself, here's here's the deal. And it's I don't think it's fair, but it, it, it's how we it's how we measure coaches, how fans measure coaches, is by postseason success. But if you look at the overall picture, I mean, Rick Barnes is gonna go down as one of the most successful coaches in the history of the game because of how many wins that he's gotten. Think about how many tournament appearances at Texas, all but one season he got the NCAA tournament. Think about how hard that is to do. I mean, Vanderbilt would take that right now, wouldn't they? Um any other team in the SEC would take that. 
So I, I think that's what we have to kind of keep it in context of. You're never probably going to win with fans in a, you know, one side of the fan base if you don't have the national championship final four type success. But at the same time, I think there are other fans that probably appreciate and understand that, you know, I mean, it's taking a risk, right? It's like, we need to get a Rick Barnes because he, he can't get us to the sweet 16 or he can't get us to the final four. We got to get rid of him. Well, what happens? You go out and make the wrong hire. All of a sudden your program gets set back five years. Would you take winning 28 games and getting beaten in a, you know, a wild card tournament setting uh, in March versus not having those 20 other wins throughout the regular season. I mean, I think it's a fair question and I think you'll always have people that have different answers to that. But I mean, Rick Barnes is one of the best to ever do it. And statistically that's just the way it is. So Hmm. we could talk probably for two straight hours every single day about this, Blake. We appreciate you so (laughs) much, so much man for jumping on with us. Follow him on Twitter at the Blake level covers all things SEC for the Southeastern 14. Thanks so much, Blake. You got it guys. See ya. Good stuff from Blake level there. Rick Barnes, man, I, I you know, I, it's got to be tough for, for Vols fans, though, because it really is. There, there is a, a real line of symmetry there for how the playoffs go. And not only just the playoffs, the SEC tournaments. I mean, even then, uh, I know he, he got one finally last year, but it, it's been – I remember that Schofield and Grant Williams team. I think it was Auburn here in Nashville – that they, they end up beating Kentucky in, in a close matchup, and then they end up losing just handily to that Auburn, Bruce Pearl-led team. Uh, there's just, they're having some major downfalls. I remember Tennessee fans in that in that building just screaming their heads off and then how quiet it got. You know, it's, it's like that scene in Game of Thrones, uh, an hour and 44 minutes, by the way, uh, Devlin, for us to get into Game of Thrones. But that scene, right, is like the, the, the dead are approaching. They send the uh, – uh, the Dothraki into the darkness and they like see all the flames and everything, all their swords are on fire. And then they just slowly go out. That's what it was like when Tennessee lost that game against Auburn in the SC championship. Uh, it just, you know, it was just, it was just so sad in there. So I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. He's probably up there though. as one of the best ever. Ray Mears though is probably my pick if I'm picking one. All right. We need to run to a break. If you want to jump in 615-844-5600, we want to hear from you. Final segment coming up here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. People are staring at this wreck now as they moved it over to the side. Boys at heavy and slow. 24 eastbound at Hickory Hollow Parkway. All this traffic volume leaving Davidson County, making its way back out towards Rutherford. And it's still a steady flow of traffic as you continue on 24 towards the Murfreesboro area. Lots of radar through Coffee County. Uh, the traffic's picked up even more with that volume to the north on 65, just trying to get up past Vietnam vets. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. Check them out online, nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on time traffic. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line 
Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com, you can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. Prescription products require an online consultation with a health care provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey, guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Needing a snow day? How about a dough day? Instant games from the Tennessee Lottery are bringing winning flurries and drifts of cold, hard cash. With chances at breathtaking top prizes up to $4 million, sled to your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer and score a chance at a dough day. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Your exclusive Nashville Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast. For this afternoon, a chance of showers under cloudy skies. Today's high 69 degrees with a southeast wind gusting to 25 miles per hour. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network the on Nashville Sports Radio on WNSR's Rick Bennett. Final segment of the afternoon stretch. You want to get in? 615-844-5600. Brenner Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams. It is time now for us to dive back into the history books of sports. Today in sports history. Continuing our journey to know all things of sports today, January 18th. Always going back to the very first one, 1886. Modern field hockey is born with the formation of the Hockey Association in England. That's the very first one. <laughs> you ever watched anything field hockey-wise? No. Yeah, I don't Never think. Never in my life. I've seen a highlight after, like, an Olympics. I think it's an Olympic sport. I think I remember watching something that was, uh, like, a Disney Channel movie that they, uh, like, focused it on field hockey. But that's all I had. Well, they did a bad job because who cares? Uh, also, let's see here. 1947, Detroit Tigers sell Hank Greenberg to the Pirates for $35,000. <laughs> Dang. We can afford, afford of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I figured you liked that one. I love the verbiage on that one. 1951, the NFL takes control of the failing Baltimore Colts. Mm. 
what did they turn into? Baltimore Colts turned into, I believe, the Cleveland Browns. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then the Indianapolis Colts came up after that, but I believe that's how that went. Yeah. I believe that's the that's the road of that. Um, 1973, uh, Boston Red Sox signed Orlando Sepita as the first player signed as a designated hitter, as a DH. Ruin the game, huh? People hate it. They really, really hate it. They, they, I think I think the DH is great in baseball. Uh, I don't think it gets enough credit for anything. that I, I think it helps extend players' careers. It gives you a whole other attitude. Let's pitchers just be pitchers. They don't have to worry about anything. You spend all these millions for them to pitch, and you're like, oh, yeah, also go hit. You know, <laughs> uh, It's tough. It's tough. Uh, let's see here. Hmm. Oh, come uh, on. Give me a good one, Zach. Yeah, I'm trying. Some of these kind of – Kind of suck. 1998, Larry Bird returns to Boston as head coach of the Indianapolis, Indiana Pacers for the first time as former Celtic center Robert Parrish is honored having his number double zero raised at the Fleet Center Raptors. Now, there's something you learn every day. I, I didn't know Larry Bird was a coach. Yeah. I didn't know that. Did you watch The Last Dance? No. No, you didn't watch that? Yeah, there's a – Sorry. I don't... Reggie Miller <laughs> hits a three against uh, the Bulls in the playoff to take the lead and there's a great scene of Larry I mean the whole play, you know in in at the Pacers fans everything go crazy and Larry, and Larry Bird's just sitting there just dead faced because like he's like yeah Michael Jordan's on the other side of the court I'm not saying we won this game yet there was still time on the clock and what happened and he missed a shot uh, Michael Jordan ended up, missing. ended up beating him still but yeah he missed yeah. the shot he missed that shot uh 2009 AFC Championship, Heinz Field, Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens 23-24. But I go on for that one, 2015 AFC Championship game. Does that give you any uh, rhyme or reason to that one? New England Patriots beat the Indianapolis Colts 45-7, also known as the Deflate Gate game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, where they also rushed for 400-something yards. Yeah, uh, where throwing didn't matter. Yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, this deflated football won them the game. Uh, 2020. What happened today in 2020, Bruno? Oh, baby. First cases of COVID. Or what shut down first? The Mavs shut down? No, no, no. That's still, we're still a couple months from that. Okay. That, that happened in March. What happened in 2020 here? January 18th. Think about it why I'm asking you directly. I mean, if Devlin wants to pipe up, if he thinks he knows. It I don't was know. a comeback. The XFL? No. Why, why would you ask me? I don't know. Well, what else are you known for? MMA? Yeah. Who came back? Conor McGregor against Conor Donald McGregor, Cerrone? Yeah. Donald Don Cerrone? Yep. Yeah. Knocks out Donald Cerrone. Ah, I got it. There you go. <laughs> I just had to nail it down a Who little Who says bit. you can't lead a horse to water and make him drink? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, there you go. That's your uh, that's your today in sports history. That was still, I think, I was... The stupidest match ever made. Oh, yes. it was. And and even Connor knew that. Like when Connor's not selling the fight as like I hate this guy. Remember what he was saying? He was like, "There's gonna be blood that spilled. It's not gonna be bad blood though." Remember that? Yeah. And he respects Con Cowboy Cerrone. And then Connor also wanted to fight Diego Sanchez. If you don't know who that was, he uh. <laughs> I'd be like me fighting Bruno. That's that's what <laughs> yeah. that would be like. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Devlin fighting Bruno. Connor. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Connor. <laughs> Connor. Connor would definitely take some easy fights. For sure. I expect, well, that was when he was coming back, too. I imagine now, because he's he's already announced on Twitter, like, he's looking forward to his return to the ring. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's who he wants a can. He needs a can. 
He needs the win. I don't, I don't think I don't think he's going to get a can. I think they're just going to give Michael Chandler right off the start. That's going to be tough. At least it'll be somebody that will stand and bang with him, which is what he needs, really. Michael Chandler just feels it feels like he doesn't care about winning sometimes, though. So Connor might be able to edge it out. We'll see. He missed the boat. I think they missed the boat on uh, the Nate Diaz trilogy. That one was the one where you were definitely your Conor McGregor's going to be able to stand in there and just swing with a guy, even though he got choked out with him the first time they met. But it would have that would have been the biggest money for both of those guys probably. Yeah, I personally I'm glad it didn't happen. I don't care for Nate Diaz. I think he's a very below average fighter in this day and age. But I, if people love middle fingers and that's great, that's your thing. It's not mine, so I'm glad it didn't happen. Hey, it's kind of your thing. You did it in the, your because XFL media ironic, photos. Because it's ironic. I think it's hilarious. That's one of my best tweets that didn't do anything was if Nate Diaz <laughs> wasn't a vegan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to do that more this year. Yeah, it's going to be all I do. I think you it's hilarious. You need to steal another one. What's another good one? I don't know. I don't know There's not one. much better than just... You could do the... Uh, so what's the really fast Jamaican guy? Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt, yeah. Do his thing. Just, just fully fully stretched out in your in your uniform. Just trying to find. Let ways your belly to hang fun. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, I'll get fine then. So. Oh really? You gotta you gotta have it out. You gotta have it tucked. Yeah. All right, we are done for the day. Appreciate everybody joining the show. However you did, called in, commented, watched in. We appreciate you so much. Appreciate. Arya Gerson, Blake Lovell. If you want to listen to those, check them out. WNSR.com. We are back tomorrow. Four o'clock, all the same time. Remember, nobody's to told you I love you and you matter. Grizzlies basketball coming up here just in a little bit. Don't go anywhere.